and I'm walking around the hospital, fucking swim trunks and a drip at like four o'clock in the morning, pissed off my face, tooth hanging out the front, covered in blood all up my own t-shirt. What's up, nomads? Welcome to your new favorite travel podcast, Two Beers Till Takeoff, the podcast that delivers expert knowledge, the information you won't get in your guidebook, and a story that's guaranteed to make you say, what the fuck, or your money back. Sid, you know our episodes are free, right? Ladies and gentlemen, you've asked for it, and it's finally here. The Sid Tooth Story! Let's go! Ah, yes, man. Buzzing to hear this. Or tell it. I don't know which one I'm going to do, but... It's such a crazy story. I, 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 never, I never really thought about leaving body parts behind whilst I was traveling. But I mean, you know... I mean, you can see I got the fucking... I got the England top on today, ready for the Euros, yeah. And as we say, it's, it's coming home. Unlike my tooth, which never fucking made out of Indonesia. <laughs> does Indonesia have the tooth fairy? Do you know? I don't know, but you know one man that fucking does? We should fucking bring him on, I reckon. Yeah, the PhD Dr. Sven. Let's have him. Today we are privileged to be interviewing an absolute legend from Germany. This man is worldly renowned for teaching Jesus carpentry. He boxed Chuck Norris for charity. Third round knockout, not a big deal. And his Facebook friends with Sir Elton John. We are proud to welcome to Two Beers Till Takeoff, PhD student, Dr. Sven. Welcome to the pod, Sven. Hey, what's up? Where, where do you live now, Sven? And can you tell us about it? Because I don't, I, I, the last time I saw you, I remember asking that you were German. I never, I, I've got no idea where you live. I actually changed places since then. Um, now I live in Hanover. Don't know if you ever heard of that Small place. football team. If you ask Hanover's Germans, if German. you ask Germans about Hanover, they, what? They've, got sm- they've got a small football Sorry. team, Hanover '96, I think they're called. That's true. Yeah, Thanks. you're well informed, but didn't expect anything less. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's like really in the center of Germany, and um, it's one of the bigger cities. But if you ask anyone, like if you ask most Germans about Hanover, they'll just like look at you and and shrug because Hanover is, I think, it might be the uh average most average german city you can find like in terms of like it's geographically in the middle and concerning people and everything i don't know it's a really it's a cool place but for some reason it's only known for uh hosting the world expo in the year 2000 and that that people of hanover speak the best german because you know we have a lot of dialects in germany and apparently the best German is spoken in an offer. So that, uh, if that's not something so, to be famous for, so, so tourists, so tourists stay away from Hanover <laughs> unless you want to hear some perfect German. It's, I think it's underrated, to be honest. Ha- Hanover is actually Hanover is actually a popular phrase in Brazil. Hanover, what's yeah. it? Okay, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what? Hanover, your keys and your money, or I'll shoot you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. I'll, I'll remember this. <laughs> So Sven, you came on the pod to uh, discuss Indonesia. What brought you to Indonesia? Um, so first, like I've been to Indonesia twice actually. The first time was um, 2016, uh, while I was doing my masters, and I had uh, my semester break. I had three months of free time, like nothing to do. I had some money, and just wanted to go traveling, you know. 
And uh, like instantly I thought about Southeast Asia because I just heard from a lot of people that it's great and you can like, there's so many cool places to go to. But uh, I figured out that like around July it's rainy season uh, and I wasn't sure if that's okay. like a good time to go there. Um, however, in Indonesia, it's like uh, it's the, the, the rain. The rain season is kind of shifted towards uh, the end of the year. I think it starts around November. So basically, that's that's the reason I went to Indonesia because at that time it's like peak season, and I thought, oh, like I have good weather and it's gonna be nice. And yeah, fuck it, let's go to Indonesia. And at first, it was kind of like a an alternative because I was more interested into I don't know Thailand or whatever, but. The more, like, then I started reading a bit about this country, and the more I read, the more I, I the more videos I watched and whatever, the more interested I got, and um, yeah, it turned out to be a fucking amazing country. So basically, it was a case of I've not got work, and it's not raining, so fuck it, I'm going. Yeah. How much time did you spend in total in Indonesia? Um, so this trip was um, eight weeks, and then uh, I've been back two years. Well, 2018, I've been back um, for like another two weeks to to visit some friends that I made during my first uh, visit. Um, so yeah, in total, I'd say uh, 10 weeks, two and a half months. Can you spend eight weeks there consecutively? Because I'd need to check my passport, yeah. but I'm yes. swe- I, swe- I swear I've got a little stamp oh, in there. Oh, 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 you mean... I've got a little, of, yeah. yeah, I've got a little stamp in there, I'm sure. It says Indonesia 30 days, something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. So you can, you can get a visa on a viral on, on arrival. Um, that's thirty days on a on a, on a viral. On a viral. <laughs> uh, that's thirty days. But um, because I was already planning to stay there for the whole like eight weeks, I got a sixty day visa, which uh, cost I don't know fifty dollars, whatever. So you were prepared. Yeah. That's what you're saying to me. Yes. Yes. So I've, I've never been to Southeast Asia and I've basically started this podcast to just get information about could it. Just bought, could have just bought <laughs> a guidebook. But. <laughs> the only reason. How, how cheap is Indonesia compared to the other uh, countries mm. that are close to it? Um, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's the, like, the cheapest of them. Like, I think Thailand's still one of the cheapest countries there um, or, and Vietnam. Vietnam, surely. But yeah, but it's still, I mean, for um, European standards, it's very cheap. Uh, what, what, what would be a good reference? Um, what, I, uh, beer, of course. Beer. Well, I, but that's, I, that's, that's a tricky thing because the majority of people that live in Indonesia are Muslim. So uh, it depends on where you are. Like in some places, it's hard to find alcohol. And if you find it, it's going to be quite expensive. But um, I was going to say it, it, it depends on the it depends on the place as well, because Kuta, for example, is a lot more expensive than the rest of the country, because Kuta gets all the tourists, so their yeah. prices are a joke. But Sven's point yeah. is completely valid. I remember being in, like just an example, Turkey a few years ago. We had this same problem. You know, you could go out for dinner and it might cost you a euro fifty. You go out for a beer afterwards, it costs you four euros. <laughs> yes. Why? Because it's not common practice to drink. Yeah, it's it's as simple as that. But for I, example, I, I, uh, a simple meal like if you want to go out for lunch is uh, I think one fifty. So it's it's quite cheap. Yeah, it's 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 definitely so in that bottom it, bracket of you know of cheapest countries. It's on par with Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia. Yeah, 
probably cheaper than Thailand, actually, in my opinion. You may except pay, Kuta. You may pay a bit more for beer, but you're going to be having you're going to be seeing your savings in anything else you buy. Is what pretty you're much. Yeah, sure. everything is fairly cheap, like transport, food. You 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 say transport? Yeah, I caught a fucking taxi in Kuta, yeah, and it cost me more than my bus trip from Jakarta to Bali. Yeah, but then, then again, you said it. It's Kuta, right? They just yeah. Every, I think every, I think everything Kuta related, you just need to take out of this conversation. We'll do a separate fucking episode on <laughs> you this. Have to. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, you're you're right. To be fair, I remember staying in a hostel in Jakarta, and it was the best hostel I've ever stayed in. I really should make an effort to go find the name. Yeah, but we it it, it was not far from the city center, right? We go in big cinema room, kitchen area, bar, table tennis, foosball. Right upstairs on the top, they got barbecue, rooftop bar. Second floor, you've got the beds, and they're not just beds; they're like fucking pods. Like you go in, you've got your own private space, curtains, shelves, <laughs> chargers. Honestly, and it was like fucking two fifty a night, three euros. It was incredible. Well, but Sid, did you actually? I'm I'm curious now. Did you like Jakarta? I I I really didn't like it. It was what I liked about it was the fact that there didn't seem to be any other tourists there. Yeah, I think, it, it um, felt it, it it felt real. Like I I met an Indonesian guy in the in the hostel, and there was a couple of other tourists in the hostel. Obviously, but like when I'd been out and about in the daytime, didn't see any. And we went out in the mm. evening, and we went like we went to some like house party full of locals, which oh, is what shit, I was going to nice. get into a bit later. And like it was cool. It felt uh, it felt real. It felt felt normal. Yeah, it felt like being like an Indonesian. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I only saw parts of the city, but it's obviously it's huge. It has like 20 million citizens. And um, it's just, yeah, to, I don't know. It was 20 million citizens? Yeah. Like Jesus. the area, like including the area around it. But it's around 20 million people and it's so like dirty as so many cars. And I mean, that was my first impression of Indonesia, my first impression of Southeast Asia. So maybe I was a bit shocked when I got there. Um but yeah, I guess I guess if you spend more time, you'll find some 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 cool stuff to discover. I mean, I mean, t- 20, 20 million people—that's like sixteen Canadas. <laughs> but man, we're like thirty-eight million. But, no, like look, I, I <laughs> like legit. It's crazy. That, uh, on a couple of twenty million people on a couple of islands, like that's just Jakarta. What's the population of Indonesia? Oh, like yeah, two hundred million. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It's yeah, a massive a country. Than, people don't realize. Yeah, I think two hundred eighty. But like, uh, uh, really? Yeah. I just said like the biggest number I could think yeah, of. Yeah, I think it's 280 million people. 270 million people. <laughs> Holy fuck. But like uh, 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 oh, as, as someone who lives in Sao Paulo, yeah, like it, it, it kind of feels normal to me, Jakarta. It's not like an ideal paradise, but it feels normal. So it's not weird for me to go to somewhere like that. And it was just, it was, it was authentic. Because yeah, of I'm the a village boy. Had. Not used to that shit. Yeah. You know, if, if we didn't meet like local people... It would have been just a really unremarkable city in Southeast Asia. But because of the people we were fortunate enough to meet, we got inside yeah. it a little bit and we got to know it a little bit. If you just showed up there with no one to know, fucking hell, you go and see yeah. the deer. You're like, there's a cent- there's like a central park there full of deer. You go take pictures with the deers and that's it. Your fucking tourism there is finished. There's nothing else to see or do. What is there just to see like traffic? Yeah, it's a, it's a concrete jungle. There's nothing Jesus else Christ. there. I- Did you go clubbing? Like, of course, it it, it 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 wasn't as rowdy as other as other big Southeast Asian cities. No, it was fine. 
And it was nice that it wasn't completely covered in, in English or Australians, again, to go back to Kuta for, as a bad example. But, you know, it, it wasn't lively like Bangkok or Kuala Lumpur or, you know, Ho Chi Minh or anything like that. It was, I didn't think it was as good as that. Like they had nightclubs, of course, because it was a big city, but it was nothing special about it, except mm. the cheap beer. But then it's cheap everywhere. Before we get started here, folks, we have to talk about Don Kilvo. Who's Don Kilvo? Well, he's our first Patreon supporter. What's a Patreon, you might ask? Patreon is a membership-based platform that allows people to financially support podcasts. Don Kilvo, how has been your time as a Patreon supporter? Awesome. How did you like the early access to episodes? Awesome. The exclusive content? Awesome. What about our video call over beers? Fucking awesome. He sounds convinced. If you are unable to support the podcast financially, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a five-star review, a comment, and sharing two beers till takeoff with your friends. Hot or cold? Hot. Beach or mountains? Beach. Bus or train? Uh, going for bus, I think. Why? More that way. Yeah, it's maybe a bit less comfortable, but I mean, nowadays, actually, the buses are quite nice, and I just like the, I like the the vibrations when you're sitting in the bus, and I think <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not necessarily going for the over the highway, you can also see a lot of shit. It depends on the country, but I think generally, I like I like bus rides. Nice. Yeah, I guess you do get to see it in into the cities and stuff, whereas trains sometimes are you know more the outskirts of the city cats or dogs dogs i'm very much a dog person i think snoop d-o-double-g top or bottom bunk mm, bottom bunk respect i think captain of the cruise uh, ship it's uh <laughs> it's i think it's either because uh when i was a kid i used to have a, a bunk bed so i always wanted the other thing of course i always wanted to sleep on the bottom and uh, I think it's just a bit more relaxing and have some privacy down there. <laughs> what is your favorite sports team? Oh, yeah, I'm not very much a sports team person, uh, a team sports person. What is your favorite book? So, oh, you just, oh, you just, oh, favorite book. Good, good, good. The Swarm. Tell me about it. But, by the way, The Swarm is. Um, is a story about um, basically how nature um, fights back. Uh, oh shit! I guess it's it's relevant the to the human, times right the now. Human invasion. It actually takes place. A lot of the story takes place in Canada, I think. Oh shit! And it's basically what do we, what do we do? about how the oceans, the oceans conspire against humanity, and like all the creatures in the oceans start attacking people, and they slowly. It's like swarm. It's called a swarm because it's about swarm intelligence, and it's really like it's fucking. It's a it's a thriller. And is it a, is it a fictional book? Written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Nice. But uh, who knows what's going going to happen? <laughs> yeah, with COVID and everything, I guess there's a bit of swarm going on that way. So it's it's an interesting uh, parable. What is your favorite world attraction? Favorite world attraction. I really loved uh, all these canyons in the U.S., like especially Bryce Canyon. I think that was amazing. Like I'm, I think I love natural uh, attractions. Like why is it called Bryce Canyon? 
answer both because, at once. You know, everyone everyone goes to fucking Grand Canyon. Uh, but yeah. I think Bryce Canyon is a bit more of the underdog here, and it it has all these little like pointy pillars. Uh, you need to you need to Google it if you haven't been there. It looks really funny. So where can where can people find this uh, canyon? California. Yes, sir. Cali, mate. Cali, mate. <laughs> Have a joint. <laughs> what is the most overrated world attraction? I was going to say Eiffel Tower, but oh. I think even more overrated is Chesky Krumlov. If you ever been to uh, Czech Republic, oh really? It's basically Disneyland for adults. Yeah, it's called Chesky Krumlov. Then basically, uh, it's supposed to be like an old medieval town. But it only consists of hotels next to souvenir shops next to like. Is that the place where they have the, um, the church with a bunch of skeletons or something? Or no, bones? that is Kuntahora. That's okay. Kuntahora, mm-hmm. and Kuntahora is fucking ice. Okay, it's all yeah, the well. shit. Fucking ice. Chesky from Yeah, it's not worth. Not worth it, is it? No, go to Kuntahora, that. guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> Which country has the best cuisine? India. Yes. Finally, what? a fucking different so... answer. Let's go. <laughs> what? You don't agree? I just love Indian food. Like all the I, spices, man. I, and it's so diverse. You have so many different things. You have fried stuff. You have, I don't know, curries, salads. And I love spicy food as yeah. well. So what? I, 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 would, I, I would have said it was the worst. Why? I hands down thought it was terrible. Everything is fucking spicy. Everything. It's because he's used to bland from England. He needs his... I think you don't, you don't get a vote here, man. He needs you his fucking bangers vote. and Sorry. mash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck you guys, yeah. Sportsy. <laughs> hey. What is your biggest yeah. travel pet peeve? People that want to sell you stuff <laughs> that you really don't want. Like, <laughs> and and uh, what's the name? Wait, wait. I, I don't know the word for it. It's... Um, Say it in German. Con con artist. Yes. Con con artist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's that's definitely uh, prevalent while you're traveling. Tell us your best <laughs> travel hack. Always take a water bottle with you, because uh, you know when you're especially on long flights, but also if you're just like on the road, you just can always refill. Don't use so much plastic, and yeah, you can also use it for other stuff. I don't know if you. Want to hide your drugs <laughs> or whatever you're taking on you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Bring some sand back home, you know, for your little sister's sand collection. Then you have the bottle on you. It's it's there for you, man. And, and, Take and, a bottle with you. And also, if you don't if you don't drink or water, you if die. If you need a toilet die, break, so. yeah, that's yeah. I I I left out the obvious. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> For those who didn't know, uh, Sven's actually doing this green challenge where you only use one plastic bottle per year. So it's pretty crazy. We, we, I'm really interested <laughs> in hearing or how it how it was. What's something you never travel without? I'll let you know. <laughs> my my uh, earphones. Yes, another another normal person. Sid's like headphones. Oh, I, I forget what you said, but you said something around like I I go to places to talk to people. Yeah, but like. Are you talking to someone when the baby's crying in your bus? Like, dude, you need to... I don't know how you sleep. Yeah. I kick the baby. <laughs> no, that's pretty essential. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. What, <laughs> what's the most underrated country? Indonesia. Yes. Solid answer. Plug in the episode. I think I like so. it. Love it. What's your favorite Croatian waterfall? 
So for those who didn't know, don't know, is Sven, Sid, and a few other guys. We, uh, I guess we we met at a hostel in Croatia, but we we went all together to Kirka Falls, beautiful place. I guess we'll, we we t- we took so many friggin' pictures that day that we'll we'll have to post a couple. Yeah, off the off the water, in the water, underneath Playing the water. Football. Like we just, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that was amazing. Yeah, Sh- yeah. If I if I could travel back to a point in time right now, I would go there with you guys. That was amazing. Oh, warms the heart. So oh my god, this guy, he's he's such a good guy. Where in the world have you experienced the least friendly locals? I think that was in Laos. Oh, shit. Actually, it's maybe not something you would expect, but. Coming from Thailand and seeing everybody smile all the fucking time, maybe that was just, I don't know, maybe it just felt different. But I felt like the people there weren't so talkative or they weren't you know, really um, up for conversation or anything. With, it, with every episode, we get more and more contrasting opinions. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to confuse the fuck out of the Somebody listeners. Somebody needs a fucking definitive answer. <laughs> Having said that, I kind of rushed through the country a little bit. I think I spent... I, I went from like almost almost the northern like one of the northernmost points all the way down to the south okay. to Cambodia in I think ten days, maybe fourteen days. Okay. Maybe I yeah, didn't see that much. That's still that's a consider that's a considerable yeah, amount I think, of time. I think your opinions opinion I mean, I your opinions maybe your opinion, man. You know? What is your favorite cocktail? Gin basil oh, smash. What's this? A what? Never heard of it? No. Gin, it's, it's quite basil simple. Smash. It's gin. It's gin, lemon juice, uh, sugar syrup, and basil, like and crushed basil smashed. leaves. And the the combination of gin and the basil is, and it gets you smashed exactly. That's I'm trying that. That sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds fucking ice. Where did you find your cheapest pint? Vietnam. Wow. Okay, so hundred percent. It's like probably consistent. Probably one dollar. Something so like that. so I'm going to challenge you on this question just because we've gotten this answer so many so many times it seems to be the it's it's almost we're going to retire the Vietnam answer where did you find your second cheapest pint Thailand there you go that's that's one that we don't usually Boring, we don't usually right? get that one as much so that's that's great thanks where in the world is your favorite bar my favorite bar Oh my god! I went to a pub in England once that was just was amazing because of the people that were there. <laughs> was what? it Sheets? Sheets bar, Sheets hometown bar. <laughs> uh, probably not. It was a bar in uh, Shropshire. What a fucking weird choice! Like respectfully indifferent. But this is so weird. <laughs> it was. It was so. It was so nice because uh, on the way they actually uh, some like two dudes came to me talking. They were. I know. I, th- I guess I was on the phone. They were listening to me, and they were like, "Hey, man, where where are you from?" They didn't and know then, where uh, you were from. I, I let them guess where I'm from. They actually no, they were trying to guess from my accent, but they they couldn't really tell. And then they they said, "I'm oh, I'm from Canada." <laughs> <laughs> I took that as a compliment. <laughs> oh my god, these are like these guys definitely voted for Brexit. They've never left Germany, or they've never left. <laughs> they voted for breakfast. I heard they, that. They I heard that. They never left England in their lives. I was hope. I was hoping they were going to be really educated individuals, and one of them was like, "Oh, I believe he's actually <laughs> maybe from Liechtenstein." But no, he's from no, no, I think he's done some time in the Schwäbisch region. <laughs> no, 
they were they were the exact opposite of that Sid. They were but they were golden. They were so nice. It was so funny. Like they were like both of them were, were like out of a movie, like out of a a, a, um, a parody, like a comedy movie. So one was like really squat. He was like I think uh, maybe one one seventy max. Or in, in foot, so, what's that? So for, like, yeah, for North seven, American listeners, that's seven foot two. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Sure. It's four foot three. <laughs> short. No, 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 no. But the other guy was seven foot two. So the one was like really short. The other was like really tall. But they were both the same width. <laughs> they were both massive. It was so funny. And, the, and the, the tall guy was also, he was wearing like all black, like a, a leather coat. And he was tattooed from head to toe. And and they were just like chatting me up. Hey man, when I heard them from Germany, we're like, hey, that's so cool, man. Let's uh, go to the pub. Let's have a pint. And then I was drinking with them, and they tell would tell me all the stories about like all the fights they had in this bar, and uh, who they knocked out with, with, which object that they could find there. And the bar itself, like the pub, was it was so it was so homey, so cozy. Like all the people there just were having a good time, and there was this band playing. And everybody was was singing along. Then also we could like switch, and then other people were playing the instruments, and we were outside just like getting getting pissed, and we're just having a great time. I, and it's I, really amazing. So I, think, I feel like this place, like you're gonna go back one day, and they're gonna be like Sven. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I'll probably find well, that happened. That 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 happens to Sven when he walks into any bar, even when he's never been His there. His girlfriend before. Sven. Sven. <laughs> during the day. Hey, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome <laughs> to my life. Top five. So, um, well, number five for me would be to uh, visit some temples because, like, that's one of the things that really fascinated me about this country is, is like the diversity uh, in terms of like culture and, and also religions. Indonesia has this state philosophy called Panchasila, which basically, as far as I remember, it means that five pillars that, that are there to create harmony among the people. And one of these pillars is uh, religious diversity. While the majority of uh, Indonesia is Muslim, there are also many uh, Hindus, mainly on Bali. There are Christians, Taoists, Buddhists. And yeah, you can really see that. Like if you travel around a bit and go from, like visit different islands, then culture can be so different not even talking about like languages i think uh, they have close to a thousand languages and different dialects that people speak there wow. and it's really just like this is what really struck me about the country so what differentiates the temples in indonesia to other countries in southeast asia for example so i think what makes them different is um <laughs> basically that a lot of them are ruins they're not really active temples anymore, because if you look at the history of Indonesia, then the first religion that 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 uh, started to spread there was Hinduism, followed by Buddhism, and then Islam, and it kind of all merged into each other. You have, for example, this uh, UNESCO World Heritage uh, site called Borobudur. It's an, a huge uh, ancient Buddhist temple. And it's like on top of a hill. It's like shaped like a like a um, like a bell, basically. And there are lots of little bells. And inside of these bells, you have individual Buddha statues. And it's completely like, it's, it's amazing to see. But if you compare it, I don't know, to that's temples, really, that's in, really cool. 
in Thailand, Laos, or Cambodia, like where, where well, most of people are Buddhist and still go to the temples and practice. It's like it's it's a little bit of a different experience. Sounds like they would be more accessible if no one's if they're if they're ruins. It's it's kind of like going to to see a Greek temple because it's just like a piece of history. It's it's something different, um, but it's it's nice to see and it really uh, it like it's a good starting point if you want to. Uh, understand the, the people and, and the history of the country. Uh, my number four was uh, to see a traditional theater performance, a puppet theater performance. It's called Wayang Kulit. And basically what they do is um, they tell the story of this uh, like really famous Hindu epic called uh, Ramayana. And it's a story of, uh, of, of, of heroes, the fight of good against evil, basically. And um, this story has like a lot of different characters. What they did is they, for each character, they have like a, a puppet that's made of buffalo leather. And it's a, how do you say that? Uh, it's, a, it's a shadow, shadow theater, shadow play. So if you go there as a visitor, okay, you yeah. don't see actual people, also don't see the puppets. Oh, you see the shadow geez. of the puppets and it's behind a canvas. Oh, wow. And it's like, it goes, it's just perfectly matched to the music which is the uh, traditional gamelan orchestra, which is like a lot of bells and gongs and drums. And you sit there and yeah, it's just like you really get, get sucked into it, even though you don't really understand what's going on, like in like the, the whole story, if you, don't, if you don't know the story. But uh, it's just like fun to watch. And yeah, it's really, I think, one of the most well-known cultural things to do. In, in terms of pronunciation, Sven's Indonesian is a lot better than anything we've done on every other country so far. Like, he sounds like he's nailing it. He's better than my English. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've been to London. Yeah. London. 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 <laughs> London. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually, if you, uh, if you want, I can also tell you a little bit more about that, um, like the, the language. Um, well, I just like, I love languages and I like to, to learn languages and stuff. And I was really amazed by how easy you can learn Indonesian. Like if you compare it to Thai, for example, because they use our alphabet and the words are exactly pronounced <clears throat> as you write them. And they have like almost no grammar, like no, not a lot of gr grammatic rules. And like, it's, it's really fun and it's easy to this learn chaos. if you, if you want to learn it. No, no, it's, it's, if you, if you figure it out, it's like, it's, it's so simple. Like for example, um, if you want to turn, you have a word like people or like a person, yeah? Person is called orang, like orangutan, you know, orang. And if you want to oh, put shit. it into plural, then you just <laughs> say the word twice. So it's orang-orang. I like yeah. it. And it's, it's almost like mathematics. Yeah, I feel like I know it's, it already. It's I just like fun, I know it so. already. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Like really, it's, it's not that hard to learn a few sentences. And if you do, like people will love you. If you go there, like anywhere you go, if you say, if you just say uh, hello, uh, hey mate, how you doing, in Indonesian, like like people will love you. Did you fall in love in Indonesia? Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, not exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but I think so. I think who was she? Tell us. About I think her. she fell in love. Um, that's actually another another point we can talk about because uh, women. Yeah, women. I mean, um, or men for that for that matter if you if you're a female traveler 
and you'll we don't we don't judge on two 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 beers yeah, I mean whatever. if you're looking whatever, if you're looking, whatever floats your boat or if you're if you're a mail traveler and yeah sorry I, I, I was thinking to binary again <laughs> I felt like um, maybe a bit more difficult to uh, yeah meet meet girls in Indonesia why well they don't use tinder well back then didn't have tinder man <laughs> really? but uh Back in Bad my days. days. When did you um, when did you go there? 1986. Most religions consider uh, what is how do you call it un, un, unmarital sex, premarital sex. sex as a, not such a good thing. Uh, so number three uh, for me was um, to do some island hopping. Like I went on a boat trip, um, like a four-day boat trip from Lombok Island to Flores Island, and um, I think it's around 400, 500 kilometers. How many how many islands does Indonesia have? Do you know? Oh, a lot. I think about 17,000 islands, Jeez. including like... Is that what they call an arch, 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 archipelago? Oh, you mean an archipelago? Like we I think you could just call it islands, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to pronounce. He- heaps of islands. Heaps. <laughs> and also, I think not many people know, but the width of Indonesia, like from... West to east is also further than that of the United States from west coast to east coast. Oh, bullshit. Yeah? You want to bet on that? No, I don't, but I just feel like it's going to upset a lot of people. <laughs> USA! USA! No. USA! <laughs> Everything's bigger over here, man. <laughs> so so you, you said that you really liked island hopping, uh, yeah. Sven. What were some of your favorites to go to? What were the highlights? Um... If you're into uh, partying and like meeting other travelers and just having a good time, then uh, you should check out Gili Islands. They're pretty well known. It's like three tiny islands um, between Bali and Lombok. Each of them is a little bit different. Like one is like just partying, just go there for partying. Uh, The other one is just like to relax and, and chill out. They have a lot of you can you can just walk around the island by foot. You like you can you can you can walk around in two hours, and they have a lot of different like little beach hostels and stuff. And there's a Correct. third one that there's a third one that um, it doesn't have any. I think it has only one or two hostels, and it has like a, a turtle sanctuary. Sa- Correct me if I'm wrong as well, but they're just referred to as Gilly One, Gilly Two, and Gilly Three. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of like that, great, I think. Great originality. Yeah, I don't see how that causes any problems. I don't know much about the other islands that you just mentioned, but I think everybody knows about Bali. Question for both of you. Is Bali overrated? Yes. And why? We'll start with you, Sid. Everything that's wrong with traveling. Like, we don't have enough time left in today's episode to, for me to actually cover this in detail. At least in terms of the main areas. There's nothing original about it. It's all catered to tourism. It's all full of Australians, English, backpackers. It's all more expensive than it should be. It's, you know, even to go surfing there, which is like, you know, 
one of the the things that they really advertise. Like, oh yeah, it's it's like paradise. Go surfing in Bali. Fucking hell, you go to go surfing. You can't even get from point A to point B. You can't even ride a wave because there's sixty eight thousand people in front of you. So it's it's just what too well known. Too many people are going to it. It's it's overpopulated. Yeah, yeah, it's got nothing going for it except tourism. It's like going to a resort. Bali's one giant resort, mm. at least from what I saw. I haven't seen that. Um, I haven't seen all parts of Bali. From what I heard, the north is still relatively off. Like um, I don't like that word authentic, but it's like there are not that many tourists in the north as compared to, uh, for example, Kuta and Ubud. Everybody goes to Ubud to go to some yoga retreat and whatnot. I think yeah, it's everybody's going to Bali, and obviously, like it's a, it's a tourist island. But it also, I mean, as I said in the beginning, since you have these like different, different islands, different cultures, different religions, uh, like Bali is the only island that has like ninety nine percent Hindu people, Hindu population. So they have completely different culture and 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 uh, festivals and also mentality. I think is very different from the rest of Indonesia and. I think like there's a reason why people like Bali and like to go there. I've got a friend that he he spent two months just just in Bali, you know, and he t- every time we speak about this, he's just, you're completely wrong, you know. Maybe I just visited the wrong places, but at least the places I visited in the south of Bali, they were exactly like this, you know. Maybe in the north, okay, there's more authenticity to be found. Maybe there's more culture up there, some different, you know, some different things to the to what I saw. But in the south, it's like this. It's garbage. You may as well go to a resort in Spain or Portugal or Tunisia. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same vibe, definitely. Depends on what you what are you looking for, man. It's um, I'm not a big like I'm not a surfer at all. But that's where I first tried surfing on Bali, and it was I still liked it. It was cool. It was um, it was called Bingin Beach. You liked r- running over other tourists. Oh yeah, man. There were a lot of people in the water, but uh, <laughs> I know. I had nothing to compare it with, so for me, to me, it was still cool. It's like a goddamn shark's delight. Ran, ran, ran straight, ran straight over twelve Chinese guys. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, mainly Europeans and Australians, and I cut my feet on the corals. That was that right. was shit. I'm gonna sound really arrogant for a second, but I've surfed on four different continents. Yeah, Woo! Bali's by Dude. Bali's by far the worst place. Bali's by far the worst place I've surfed. Well, you have to come uh, surfing in Canada. <laughs> Sounds lovely. I'm sure the water's perfect, like a bath. How about surfing off the coast of England? Oh, to be fair, it's, yeah, that's, it, that's it, a it's only slightly above Bali. At least you've got the water to yourself. <laughs> Might be minus 16 degrees, but you've got the water to yourself at least. Surfing in the east of Canada is big in the winter. So like February when it's like minus 20, minus plus. If a, if a polar bear is on it's, an... Is, is on a like a block of ice do you count that as surfing because i don't see why the fuck anyone else would be in the water <laughs> yeah i mean obviously you have more th- you have thicker uh wetsuits than you j- j- usually do but i i'm not that fucking crazy like there's some gnarly people out there yeah just just Number one two. more thing i wanted to say like actually like this boat trip so um just for you guys out there if you want to do something unique and do something fun uh, I think there's a couple of companies who offer this uh, boat tour. It's like f- three or four days. And you just uh, go from, for example, from Lombok to Flores. And each day uh, you stop at a different island or even in the middle of the ocean. You just jump off the boat. You go snorkeling. You uh, go to see some Komodo, um, Komodo lizards and yeah, Komodo dragons. Komodo dragons? And you, Komodo you sleep dragons. on the boat. You, you eat are on they, the boat. It's, it's really cool. 
Aren't Komodo dragons like oh yeah, man, it's fucking they scary. You? They're nasty. Really, one of the nastiest animals I ever saw. I think we went on. We went. We went to this. Uh... Did you <laughs> wrestle one? Be honest. You bet. <laughs> I was took four at the same time in a handicap match. <laughs> and so, yeah, man, they're fucking nasty. Like yeah, you barely see them, and it, when you see them, it's too late. They just and they're so they're 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 so fast. It's crazy. Like you think if you see them, they're like they slow and like they just walk around all day in the sun. They can't really do shit, but if they if they see something they want to have they they start sprinting they start running they're coming at you if they bite you 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 better get get to hospital fast because they're yeah their saliva is fucking toxic i i feel like komodo dragons are my spirit animal you know i'm slow till i see something i want and then if i bite you fuck you want to get to the hospital <laughs> well, you don't have much biting power with that one too <laughs> Place number two, I um, I did, uh, had this really remarkable place I went to on one of the islands. It's called uh, Tana Toraja, and which basically means land of the Toraja people. The Toraja people are the kind of like uh, separated a bit from the can, can you- from the rest that, that lives on this island on Sulawesi, and um, they're mainly like uh, Christian on the outside, I would say, but uh, they still really follow a lot of their old traditions and rituals and one of these rituals is uh like the the, the funeral uh burial rituals and ceremonies they have i read about it at first that's why i decided to go there and but what i saw there is really uh, it's absolutely crazy so basically um the death of a relative of a person is like the biggest event in this this, this person's life because that means that he or she is going over to the other side, you know, to the afterlife. You basically, like, by by making the funeral really special and, and grand, you you ensure that these people have a good, like, like uh, journey to the other side and you really want to give them things with them, like, in their grave. People put money in, 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 uh, in their relatives' graves, like, crazy amounts of money because they, they and, and possessions because they actually think that <laughs> the deceased will take this over with him, with her, into the afterlife, and um, the, but the most the, the interesting thing is, um, so they, they will slaughter buffaloes, water buffaloes, in honor of the deceased. And basically, the more status, the higher the status of the person, the more buffaloes they will slaughter. And these buffaloes are they are expensive, man. Like one buffalo can cost up to uh, what a, what a like brand new car would cost there, and people will save years. To, to pay their relative's funeral. And another crazy thing is like, if someone dies and like the, the family doesn't have, have enough money yet, they will just conserve the body until they have the, the sum like to pay what the, the funeral. Fuck? So they will, they, like the, the, dead, the dead person will, be, will still be at home like with the family. They will make food for, for that person every day. Back in the day, I think they would like really like mummify the, the, the deceased. But nowadays, they just take formalin and they inject formalin into the dead body. So it is like preserved internally. It's, it's a bit That's fucked up. mad. <laughs> That's like the worst place to be a buffalo. I feel like anywhere else in the world, people Buffaloes are like... Buffaloes are safe. They're tranquil. People are like, oh my God. Like in Canada, we have like buffalo sanctuaries. Like 
wildlife reserves for buffalo yet like indonesia's like oh we lost another human let's slaughter the fuck oh, out 20 of that's that's funny, number, you, man. That must have been some you, no you you looked at that the other way from me because i was thinking like oh fuck you know i mean like as the host of a small time travel podcast i might get two or three buffaloes fuck what if i'm kanye west 56 buffaloes at my funeral yeah no problem <laughs> To be honest, I think the buffaloes there they have a quite they have quite a nice life. So basically, um, they're not used as livestock as like cattle or beef, for example. But they just like they just graze okay. all day. They walk around in the rice fields. I mean, sometimes they're maybe being used to uh, pull a plow or something like that. But basically, um, they just have a good life until one day someone decides to. Yeah, Cut their so, throat so they because can, uh, their uncle designate died. Them as the, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, they're kind of a holy, not really holy animal, but um, they're really precious. I think it's a bit twisted, but yeah. Well, yeah, I get the impression they roam around freely. They enjoy their life until suddenly, right, fuck, someone's died this week. Right, 16 of you, round them up. Yeah. And it's really, it's John, a really Ryan, show. Richard, it's a, you're in this one. <laughs> it's a spectacle. And I was a bit surprised because... Um, like it's also uh, it's written in the guidebooks that you can go there and just like go to someone's funeral and watch and people won't really um, be bothered. I mean, of course, you should be respectful and like, like three uh, white guys showing up in swim trunks. That's yeah, not yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, where's my buffalo, man? Hey, man, I want to have a big old steak. You got any of those buffalo we, wings left? Can we take a <laughs> selfie with the buffalo? Why do you yeah. assume these three guys are English? <laughs> So number one, uh, for me, it was definitely to um, see the sunrise from a vo- from the top of a volcano. That was just mind blowing. Actually, I did that twice. Once on Bali on Mount Batur. I love the casual showing off here. Actually, I did that twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's something you should definitely do because uh, they have a lot of volcanoes and some of them are quite easy to hard, like to climb, and uh, they offer tours and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely worth getting up at three in the morning, seeing the sun, like you're on top, like you're over the clouds, like the the clouds are below you. And then you see the sunrise, like slowly, like it's getting, it's getting, it's getting light around you. And then you see this like fireball just coming up and it's it's just magical. And the best one was... um, so what can you see inside, like once you're over the edge? Depends on the volcano. Like some of them are still active. Some are, I think they're kind of like, there's like not much going on anymore. But the best one the for dormant. me. Yeah, the dormant. The best one was um, on Flores. It's called Mount Kalimutu. And it's an active volcano, which has actually three craters. And in each of the crater is a lake. And each of the lakes, like, has a different color. Like, the water in each of the lakes has a different color. Like, one is green, one is blue, and one is, like, I don't know, muddy uh, beige. And the color also changes depending on, like, how the light shines in and also the day because uh, there's different minerals coming out of the stone. And, wow, it's just amazing. That's fucking cool. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Because I went to a volcano a few years ago in Greece, and it was one of the dormant ones. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to see in, I'm going to see this gnarly red lake. It was boring. It was all covered in rock. There was a few holes from the crater, like where you could see smoke coming out, maybe some like bubbles or whatever. But it was like nothing to see, you know. They were like, you know, it, there were people just walking around in the crater, taking pictures, nothing going on. Little bit of smoke here and there. I could have seen this. Oh, I could have sparked up a cigarette. Story time.
So I probably need to give a little bit of context for this one. Uh, Southeast Asia, Ricky, you know, I've brought it up a couple of times, but me and Ricky had done a lot of traveling in the previous year or so as well. You know, we'd done Eastern Europe as well together. We'd probably spent nearly 12 of the last 18 months on the road together. And we'd been through a lot of shit, you know, traveling on the road, a lot of ups and downs. It really joins you together. You know, you become close. You're, you're not just friends, you're comrades, as we'd say in the Soviet Union. You're brothers at yeah, arms. Yeah, something like that. And so we just, uh, we just left fucking um, Began in Myanmar, which I know is a little bit far away from Indonesia, but I will get to it. And uh, we'd been up by this temple and we'd had, we played a little bit of football with these monks, yeah? They had this little courtyard and we'd had a little kick around. With them. I thought you were going to say monkeys. <laughs> Fucking hell, the monkeys probably would have been better. Those monks were shit. Kick their ass. It's coming home, boys. No, so, we, and we've rushed through Myanmar as well, yeah? And Ricky's got this problem with his foot ever since. Yeah, I don't know if one of them went in studs up or something, but he's got this problem with his foot. And we, honestly, it's taken us nearly two days straight of traveling to get from Began into Thailand. Yeah, we've crossed through these... Because he walks so slow? <laughs> no, because the fucking transport shit. The roads are a little bit like the ones we spoke about in fucking Laos. They're awful, yeah? All up through these mountains. Yeah. Fucking hell, they look like the van should have been falling off cliffs. And I mean, this journey was something else. Like, I'll need to get into this journey another time, I think, in, in a bit of detail. So we get into Thailand after two days of straight traveling. I mean, as I said, we're six months into this trip. We've been tearing it up together. And he says to me, fuck, you know, I really want to go to Bangkok and like stop here and get my foot looked at. Yeah, because he didn't trust the doctor in Myanmar. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, fuck, man, two days on the road. We've done Bangkok twice. I want to get further south. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's break up, man. You know, and we had one of those emotional hugs. I went down to Phuket. And uh, Ricky stayed in Bangkok and the plan was he was going to catch me up. And then the time got going a little bit and unfortunately there was a death in the family and he's broken his metatarsals. I mean, he couldn't walk for four weeks anyway, but he goes back for the funeral. And it means that what was going to be a couple of days, I was thinking of us just split up for a while, suddenly becomes more than a month. And in that time, a lot of things happened. Yeah. Gone to Malaysia, Singapore, gone all the way across Indonesia. And as I mean, as I get to Jakarta, Ricky calls me and he's like, fuck, things are sorted. Like, you know what I mean? My, my metatarsal's fixed. I've done what I needed to do back home, which is obviously a fucking terrible event. It's not something you want to happen whilst traveling but, or at any time, but you know what I mean? So he'd done what he needed to do. He's like, fuck, I'm flying back. I've got a flight booked to Bali. I'll be there in like, you know, a week. And I was like, oh, sweet, man. I've just got to get from Jakarta to Bali, you know? And fucking again, it was another two-day travel, yeah? I mean, by the time I'd added the extra day coming down from Began to Phuket, I'd done a three-day travel. This was another two-day one, you know, not long afterwards. It was two of the fucking longest, worst bits of traveling I've done. But I can't miss this, you know. I'm fucking buzzing to see my boy again, you know, to get, yeah, the, to get the team Give back, him a big hug. Exactly, to get the team back together. Because, you know what I mean, you can go out on the piss, but you can't tear it up the same way as when, you, as when you've really got your fucking right-hand man with you, you know. We know all the moves and grooves together. We know what we're doing. Yeah, you guys have the handshakes and stuff, and yeah. you just don't have that. You know, you need that. You need that support sometimes. We've got the code language. You know, I can always rely on him if I run out of money, which happens a lot. You yes. Know, so you can't really do that without him. And he's like, "Fuck, you know, get to Bali. Fucking pumped for this." We get to Bali, and he arrives at the fucking hostel not long after me, and I'm like, "Yes, you know, fucking buzzing for this." Yeah get the team back together, get out on the piss. And Bali's, you know, a good night out. I mean, I'd actually arrived late the night before. So I'd been out a little bit and seen the town. 
but not so much, you know. I mean, I realize that it's like fucking resort central. When you like, say the night before, do you also mean the night before that and the night before that and then the night before that as well? Well, I'd been out all of those nights, yeah. Well, except the two I was on the bus. Yeah. It was it was one long night. The whole trip was one long, long night. night. It was a it was a ninety six hour long night. <laughs> but no, no, I would, I'd actually I'd actually arrived late the the night before and gone out just for a couple just to see what it was about, you know. And it was like fucking resort central. We were standing in Kuta, yeah, which I think you know, we it's like fucking Benidorm or Cancun or any other famous fucking tourist town. Mm. So Love it's it. not, re- not really our actual scene, but it was just the fact that we, that was where the flights ended up working out for, that we were meeting up for the grand reunion. So anyway, not worried that it's fucking different to what we were expecting. They're not going to meet a lot of locals, but we'll go out and do our thing in the tourist bars. So we get on the fucking booze nice and, nice and early and nice and quickly, as you'd expect, yeah? We're knocking them back. Making up for last time. Exactly. We go on a little bar crawl around. We hit up three or four different spots. You know, when that, you know you've got that adrenaline of the night and you've got the booze in your system. Everything's really building up together, yeah? And it's, yep. it, it, and it's great. But obviously, there's a tipping point. And mine came around the time we got to the nightclub. We went to this fucking sweet-ass four-story nightclub. It was, pre- it was pretty cool, to be honest. But it was full of fucking Australians. Oh. Oh, oh nasty. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was what it was. But I did manage to uh, meet a lovely young lady. Sorry to my wife if you are listening to this episode. She probably isn't. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I got dancing with her, got, <laughs> got chatting and, you know, things were going well. But, man, I was fucking out of it. Like, I was really off my rocker, you know. I was two beers too many, at least. Probably should have stopped three bars ago. Had a glass of water or something, you know. <laughs> and so we're like, you know, we go to the bar to have a drink. We're sitting down. And we get chatting to this, uh, this other guy, yeah. And, I mean, I don't even know where fucking Ricky is at this point. We joined up, fucking done all the bars together, got to the club, and I'd hardly seen him since... He was kind of like in eye shot, fucking doing his thing. I think maybe he'd met somebody as well. You know, he was like doing the sprinkler on the dance floor. Doing the sprinkler. He needs yeah, a space with the fucking shopping trolley. <laughs> but yeah, so he was doing his thing, you know. And then I think he fucked off to to the bathroom or something. Yeah, and I was chatting to this this guy had a had an Oakland Raiders hat on, and I was pissed, you know. I was like in a good mood, ready to chat some shit, and I was like, ah, oh, why are you a Raiders fan, you know? Why are you a Raiders fan? And but he was pre- like, but pre- precursor to that, I guess, is that you... Fuck the Raiders. <laughs> I, the precursor to this is that you joined my fantasy football league because we were... Uh, when you came to visit Canada, we were doing our fantasy draft, needed an extra guy. And Sid, being the super if- aficionado of American football, was like, yes, guys, I'll join you. I'm taking Tim Tebow in the first round. So you knew who the Raiders were. You had yeah. some stake in the football game. Well, Yeah. And also, I've watched fucking straight out of Compton. I've seen all the Ice Cube gear, which was kind of what got me in this issue. Yeah, because I was in chat and shit like, oh, man, the Raiders are crap. Your fourth choice running back didn't get me any points last week. <laughs> you could yeah. actually, like, you knew some information that could hurt his, him. Exactly. I was really fucking digging into him, yeah, which was stupid because I was pissed. Yeah, and my guy had fucking gone. I had no idea who this guy is or who he's with yet. And I was like, oh, you're a fucking Ice Cube fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> Which was maybe not the nicest thing to say to him. I was like, you're a fucking Ice Cube fanboy, yeah? Bang. He fucking punches me straight in the mouth, yeah? <laughs> like fucking socks me straight in the jaw, yeah? No, no words wasted. No, Just I'm fucking like, I'm, I'm up, I'm, I'm, I'm groggy, but I'm still standing, yeah? 
Like, honestly, I should not have fucking drunk this much and started running my mouth. And then his friend's there as well. Bang, he fucking goes at me as well. Oh, Holy fuck, shit. Man. Another Raiders fan. Yeah. They travel on packs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I don't know which one hit me again after that, but one of them fucking got me again, and I was like, ah, fuck. You know, and Where's then, Ricky then, when you fucking need him? Well, yeah, he's in a fucking bathroom, taking a leak or something, I don't know. Nicking the toilet roll to save a few pennies on the budget. And the next thing you know, this fucking bouncer's got, like, thrown those two out, like, fucking dragged them across the floor. Yeah. And they might, you know what I mean? They, were, they, were, they obviously knew how to fight a little bit, yeah, because they'd fucked me right up. Yeah, but this bouncer, like, I hadn't, I hadn't gone down or anything, credit to myself, yeah? And this bouncer had fucking, like, carried me across to this sofa. And then Ricky does show up, and he's like, oh, you're right, you're right, yeah. Did and this fall? I knew I would fall down on the steps. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this, is how, this is how I knew, like, I was probably drunker than I realized. Because what I turned around to him and said, and I did check this with him the next day, he was like, are you all right? I said, you're right. And I was like, where's the girl gone, Ricky? Where's the girl? Not even worried <laughs> about the fight. I was worried about the girl I was dancing with. And he was like, Sid, you really fucked that up. You've got blood all over her dress. I don't think she's interested. <laughs> no, let me chat to her. Let me chat to her, yeah? My fucking tooth is hanging out the front of my mouth. What? Literally fucking pointing out to the front 90 degree angle, yeah? It's fucking just spun out, I don't know, from one of these punches. And it's fucking poking right out. Oh my God. So, no, man, we need to get you to a doctor, yeah? And we can hear the guys fucking from the, from the office. Oh, we're going to fucking get you outside. We're going to get you outside. You know, and I was like, fucking hell, for a few comments, this was maybe a little bit over the top, but... Yeah, so anyway. Don't fuck with American sports, apparently. Yeah. But anyway, there's enough fucking bouncers there that they managed to get me and Ricky in a taxi without fucking getting back with those two. I got, I got no idea what happened to them, you know. I mean, their team's still shit. They fucked off to Vegas, so they got what they deserved. <laughs> got him. But no, so they t- took me to the hospital. Yeah. And I mean, j- j- just as I said, we'd, we'd gone out pretty early that night. I was actually still in my fucking swim trunks and flip-flops in the club, yeah? Right? And there's a fucking photo of me. I'll see if I can find it. Doctor puts me on a drip, yeah? And I'm walking around the hospital, fucking swim trunks and a drip at like four o'clock in the morning. Pissed off my face, tooth hanging out the front, covered in blood all up my own t-shirt. Yeah, just walking around the hospital with with a fucking drip on my arm. Why did they put you on a drip? Uh, Because they give me some, uh, I think it was anesthetics or something like that, anesthesia. No, it's probably to rehydration. What the, doc- what the doctor said was, I'm going to take your tooth. And obviously, where I was drunk, I was just like, oh, fucking yeah, take it out. I woke up in the morning. Sign here, please. <laughs> I, wo- I, wo- I woke up in the morning. I had a big fucking bill passed to me and a little bag with my tooth in it. And he was like, yeah, the doctor did the fucking surgery whilst you were sleeping. Did you just put your uh, tooth <laughs> and, in And a scar here, maybe? Yeah. yeah. The fucking, the kidney I didn't lose Are in now sure is... Are you took my tooth? <laughs> <laughs> so to pay for the bill, did you just throw that tooth underneath your pillow for the... Well, no, it turns out the bill actually looked really big because, no, it it turned out the bill looked really... (laughs) That took you a second. The bill looked really big. It looked really big because it was Indonesia. (laughs) But by the time you broke it down, it was about fucking 50 quid and I had health insurance. There you go. Hashtag America. So at this point, just just to kind of put the listeners in your mindset, you're you're on this trip. How long have you been out? You said you'd you'd done a few other countries. Oh, we must be six, seven months into this. And your plan for this trip was for how long? About this time. We were actually right, right near the end. Okay. Indonesia was our last country. Ricky flew back out just for it. Okay, so you were fortunate that it wasn't like maybe in the, in the beginning of your fucking trip where you're like, you know, you're like, you have so much money, you're ready to go. And like, not that I don't think it, it, it would get in your way, but it probably get in the way of a lot of people's trip plans. Yeah, trip, I think I a lot of people would be really, would be really thrown off by it. Whereas I think I, I probably would have tried to take it in my stride. I'm not saying I'm special or anything. I'm saying I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> 
But yeah, so I fucking, to be fair, I'm in all sorts of pain the next day. Like the hangover's fucking kicking my ass as well. Still with this fucking drip in my arm. We get out of there and I'm like, fuck, you know, I've lost a tooth. Like, you know, I think it was, it's an Anthony Bourdain quote, isn't it? Traveling should be difficult. It should leave a mark on you. <laughs> I didn't think he meant like you should fucking leave something behind like a fucking tooth, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, in the end, I actually, I actually look back at it and I see the positives because I was getting a little bit ahead of my, where we'd done so much traveling and kind of achieved so much on the road and always felt like the fucking big shots probably reminded me a little bit that I'm not completely invincible. <laughs> so it, w- it, w- it uh, to be honest, I was going down a bad road. I probably would be dead by now if it wasn't for that instance. I'm always not that upset that it happened. It was a, a gentle reminder. That you yeah, are a gentle reminder. You Sid, stay, if you say some yeah, dumb shit. Stay, stay in your fucking lane, son. <laughs> but you know what, Sid? Yeah, I was just thinking back. This isn't the first story I've heard of you getting punched in the mouth. I've actually witnessed <laughs> another one when we were at... Uh, your hometown club at Sheik's in Bogner Regis. <laughs> and this guy hit into Sid and said, what the fuck do you want? And then the guy just fucking, bam, headbutts him in the face. And I found a picture of Sid's busted up lip. So so I guess yeah. you needed you to needed fair, a couple of reminders. Shout out, shout, 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 shout out to Don Kilvo. Don Kilvo. Me and him have been in a few of those, me and him have been in a few of those kinds of scraps in fucking Sheiks. We've been pulled out a few times by the fucking bouncers. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's, it took you a couple hits to the <laughs> face to realize that you were a little more human. You needed to have a, a long lasting scar. But it did happen. And now I know the fucking line and I straddle that rather than cross it. You know, Legend. could have ended up fucking kidnapped or dead if I'd have kept going. So <laughs> So what's the what's the what plan? What's the plan? I'm surprised that didn't happen earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. That's probably what reminded me that it was like a fucking a good thing because I can always now still feel it with my tongue. I'm like, oh shit, Sid, you're talking a bit too shit. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> so there's no plans to fill it. Have you tried to fill it before? I when I when I got married, I I got a temporary one put in just for the photos and shit. But I, it was fucking uncomfortable. Like you go to eat a subway or something, you're always worried about your tooth moving and. It's garbage. I'm much happier with it out. As I said, I've got that hockey player vibe now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, have you considered a gold tooth? I feel like that's that'd be your style. I'd probably get a gold tooth, but for that, we probably need a few more fans on the Patreon page, you know, because they're not cheap. <laughs> Just uh, get a fan, fans only account. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> only fans, that's what I mean. The German one is fans only. It's, it's, it's good. No, it's only fans. I'm just getting it. <laughs> getting it mixed up. Sven's not logged onto his account for a while. He doesn't remember. <laughs> I forgot my password. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I guess in, in closing, guys, I guess uh, when you're drunk and in, I guess, foreign countries, remember that you are human and you might get punched in the mouth. Like you'll probably survive and you'll be all right. You might be stronger for it. You might be a superhero. Who knows? At the same time, yeah, you probably are. <laughs> Love yeah. you, Sven. Thanks for coming on, buddy. The Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast is performed and edited by Phil and Big Sid. Do you want to see the footage we can't post on Instagram and the stories we can't tell on our podcast? Then if so, please check out our Patreon page. Follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook accounts at Two Beers Till Takeoff. All links in the episode notes. All music heard on this podcast is provided by Rocker. You can find more of his work on his Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube account. Again, links in the episode note. A big thank you goes out to Viking Leo K for his voiceover work. I love you.